1: You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show.
2: It is a new day in America. People are starting to realize that a war has been declared on us, and we're fighting back. We're saying now, no to the nonsense. I love it. I love it. Tucker Carlson leaving Fox. He left nonsense. He's happier than he's ever been. The last couple of days, and I'm going to get to a little more of his message to all of us about freedom of expression in a second. I I do have to mention this headline again. The Times, New York Times, David Leonhardt wrote in a newsletter on Wednesday, quote, strange as it may sound, the American government can function without a healthy president. That was yesterday. Uh, Joe Biden appeared with the uh, South Korean president and had to have note cards with everything from not only the name of the reporter, the, where the of, of reporter was affiliated with, and the reporter's question. The reporter's question verbatim. And there are media members in that audience who are completely cool with it. Completely cool with it. And those who aren't, they just don't get called on. That's the way it works. Uh, sorry kids we don't live in the former USSR that isn't how it works and we don't have to we have to have a strong leader in a very dangerous world are out of your mind nobody gonna buy this nobody is gonna buy this this is just the latest and and I would venture to say that's another exclamation point on the nonsense that we have to say hey America doesn't need a healthy president we're perfectly fine with a guy who poops his pants while he talks are you out of your nut Oh, I just love it. I, I really do. I really love it. And then, and then I get news. You know, uh, Tucker gets fired from Fox. Fox literally lost more than a billion dollars that day and lost half of its audience in Tucker's time slot. And I got to tell you, it's going to get worse because New, Newsmax ratings went up 187 percent, 216 percent with women, 195 percent with adults over 35 years old. Unbelievable. And I've said this for a very long time that nobody at Newsmax tells me what to say. They know what they get. The opposite was uh, w- w- happens with with uh, you know organizations like Fox. That's why Glenn Beck left. That's why Sebastian Gorka left, and uh, and this is just the latest. I mean, you 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 don't ha- fire the most popular talk show host on television, the most popular personality. I mean, way above Jimmy Fallon, way above Jimmy Kimmel, way above everybody. Really, honestly, the most popular, one of the most popular personalities on television. Let alone pundit. You don't fire him because somebody who works for. His Show says that he said something uh, misogynistic and is in an an email. And by the way, the uh, the person who is leading uh, apparently this lawsuit against Fox never worked in studio with Tucker Carlson because Tucker Carlson has his own studio. I know this. You know why? Because the guys who did the lighting for my studio, they're standing here. My studio is really funny. They said to me, they said, "Hey man, Carson yeah. Hey man, you know what? Your studio makes Tucker Carlson's look like a piece of crap." And I went, "Oh." He said yeah, oh yeah, Tucker. This was a couple years ago. Uh, yeah, Tucker's doing it. He does a show at home. He doesn't work in Fox Studios. He doesn't interact with people personally. The people don't come into his office. Doesn't happen that way. So they're gonna they're gonna try and shred Tucker. It's not gonna work. They've been doing it for Trump. They've been doing it for every conservative. They've been they've been blacklisting conservatives. It's not gonna work anymore. It's over. It's over. Their reign is over. CBS, ABC, NBC, PBS, NPR. They're dead. They're gone. They have no influence anymore. Fox is going to be on the list next. This week, I've been, watch, I've been Fox free, man. Normally, I'm either watching Eric Bowling live and, and watching my recorded Tucker after or vice versa. I just watch bowling. Uh-oh. Hell with this noise. Oh, by the way, if, if you, uh, if you uh, want Tucker back on cable, here's what you can do. I want you to text this number. Just text the word PICK, P-I-C-K, to 39747, 39747. PICK is the word P-I-C-K. Takes just seconds to vote, so let your voice be heard. And I will also tell you that I know, listen, I'm new to this TV game, guys. You know my story. I'm not going to tell it again. I think people are tired of hearing about it. (laughs) But the TV game really came around three years ago. And, and I know a lot of people in Newsmax, Chris Salcedo and Rob Finnerty and uh, Greg Kelly and all of them. I know they're not going to change their stripes. And you know what? They're not being asked to either pretty remarkable. Uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, I didn't get a chance to play a lot of this. I want to get through some of this Tucker audio and get your response to it. The number is 800-922-6680. Uh, here is uh, Tucker Carlson talking about uh, the nonsense, the insanity that we've been made to believe in the last couple of years, that literally 10 years ago, uh, anyone would have said you're out of your nut. If you have people
3: who are saying, I have an idea, let's castrate the next generation. Let's sexually mutilate children. I'm sorry, that's not a political debate. What? It has nothing to do with politics. What's the outcome we're desiring here? An androgynous population? Is that really what we are we arguing for that? I don't, I don't think anyone could defend that as a positive outcome. But the weight of the government and, uh, you know, a lot of corporate interests are behind that. Well, what is that? Well, it's irrational. If you say, well, you know, I think abortion is always bad. Well, I think sometimes it's necessary. That's a debate I'm familiar with. But if you're telling me that abortion is a positive good, what are you saying? Well, you're arguing for child sacrifice, obviously. That's it's not about, like, oh, a teen, you know, a teen girl gets pregnant, and what do we do about that, and victims of rape. I, you know, I get it. I, of course I understand that, and I have compassion for everyone involved. And that's kind of the point I'm making. None
2: of this makes
3: sense in conventional political terms
2: yeah none of this makes sense it's nonsense now that was from his speech at the uh, Heritage Foundation I want to actually play a couple of sound bites from his uh, his uh, brief appearance yesterday on social media that got more views than anything will ever get on Fox including Fox's social media feed
3: the people in charge know this that's why they're hysterical and aggressive they're afraid They've given up persuasion. They're resorting to force. You know
2: what? I'm going to I'm going to play this first bite uh, first here. This is this is Tucker talking about uh, nonsense stories and the debates we're having today. The other thing you notice
3: when you take a little time off is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are. Yes, they're completely irrelevant. Yes. They mean nothing. In five years, we won't even remember that we had them. Mm-hmm. Trust me, as someone who's participated. And yet, at the same time, and this is the amazing thing. The undeniably big topics, the ones that will define our future, get virtually no discussion at all. War, civil liberties, emerging science, demographic change, corporate power, natural resources. When was the last time you heard a legitimate debate about
2: any of those issues? This is why I say don't catch the stupid every day. I mean, literally, uh, I came up with it a couple years ago at the uh, beginning of COVID, and I looked at the nonsense that was being told that you could save your life uh, against the worst virus in the history of mankind by wearing a cloth mask. I said, that's stupid. I said, wait, they, they left all the liquor stores in uh, Walmart and Target open. Where are the body pits behind those buildings? Because this is the worst thing you could ever imagine. Where are the giant class action lawsuits against Walmart and Target for force, or Home Depot or Lowe's for keeping their doors open? Where are all the bodies? Oh, yeah, it was a, it was all a giant freaking lie. It was all nonsense. Here is more from uh, Tucker Carlson uh, with regard to uh, the truth because that's what this is a victory for. That's what Tucker Carlson's departure is.
3: The people in charge know this. That's why they're hysterical and aggressive. They're afraid. They've given up persuasion. They're resorting to force. Yes. But it won't work. When honest people say what's true calmly and without embarrassment, They become powerful. Oh, yes. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink, and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, Mm. but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope.
2: Oh, yes. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. A lot of people are turning to Newsmax for truth. And I will tell you... I, you will not be disappointed. I'll just, I'm not. I'm not meaning to make this a commercial for Newsmax, but I don't believe if you are looking for a place, and I said this, you know, Fox betrayed a lot of people on the election night. They've betrayed a lot of people on a lot of different issues, a lot of different shows over the last few years. And I said that Newsmax anchors don't change their stripes. Do you watch Carl Higby last night? Gloves off. Gloves off. Here is uh, a little bit more uh, from Tucker Carlson about the stupid parties
3: and their donors have reached consensus on what benefits them. And they actively collude to shut down any conversation about it.
2: Suddenly, the United States looks like the DHS, like the IRS, like the FBI, shutting down, using taxpayer money to declare some messages disinformation and misinformation what have i said if the federal government if the democrat party if the mainstream media and big social media all say your opinion is misinformation or disinformation it means they know you know the truth and they are going to take a beating because of what they've done to your ability to express yourself very much
3: like a one-party state that's a depressing realization but it's not permanent Our current orthodoxies won't last. They're brain dead. Nobody
2: actually believes them. Like Joe Biden standing at a podium reading uh, a note card with the question already written out for the media member with his prepared response. Hardly anyone's life is improved
3: by them. This moment is too inherently ridiculous to continue.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes, exactly. The stupid uh, it, it, it is too inherently stupid to exist. Telling a four year old they need to learn about sex and need to consider changing their gender. You know, what about the gender reveal? Let's, if we're going to be, uh, uh, and, and listen, you, you used to think things like this were absurd, like a four year old, uh, little boy dressing up in girls' clothes and saying, oh, well, we need to put him on puberty blockers. It was a joke. It's not a joke anymore. People are doing that. People are doing that. It's not a joke anymore. So I could say, hey, don't do a gender reveal party because uh, you know what—that embryo, uh, the the genitals on that embryo—don't matter. That child, if you listen, if you want a little girl, and you go and get a, 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 a an echo card, whatever, gram the hell they are, and they, and you and it shows that your little uh, your little fetus there is a boy. Well, all you going to do is say it's a girl, right there, right there. Paint the room pink. This is how stupid this has gotten. And honestly, this is the week that it ends. This is the week that it ends. Here is Tucker talking about what I've said in the last few months, that this isn't about partisan stuff. This is about good and evil. And this is where it got stuck in Rupert Murdoch's craw. When people or
3: crowds of people, or the largest crowd of people at all, which is the federal government, the largest human organization in human history decide that the goal is to destroy things yes. destruction for its own sake hey let's yeah, fundamentally change america tear it down what you're watching is not a political movement
2: no. it's evil yeah open border uh, allowing uh, china to unleash a virus on the world that we funded and not hold them accountable
3: good is characterized by order calmness tranquility peace whatever you want to call it lack of conflict cleanliness and evil is characterized by their opposites violence hate disorder division disorganization
2: and filth this is the democrat party this is the summer of 2020 this is san francisco this is portland this is st louis this is chicago i can go on and on so if You are all in on the things that produce the latter basket of outcomes. What you're really advocating for is evil. Yeah, there you go. Sucks to be you, don't it? Let's take a break and come back. I've got some more Tucker stuff. And then something that is about the worst thing I've ever heard. And that is a whistleblower for the HHS telling Congress about human trafficking sponsored by our federal government whether intentionally or not, it is happening. Children are being trafficked by the thousands in our country because of our open southern border. That's coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. Do you know
1: why we know Joe Biden and the Democrats caused a 40-year high inflation? When factors that make these
4: ships shut down, ships shut down.
1: Because we're not stupid. It's
2: the Rob Carson Show. So a record number of uh, four high school students, uh, one in four, say they're gay, bisexual, are questioning official CDC data shows, doubling the figure of 2015. But don't worry, this transgender stuff isn't uh, anything related to being a fad. Or uh, taking advantage of uh, of people who are confused and angry and, uh, and really messed up by, I don't know, shutting down schools for a couple of years. Oh, and then also, uh, Jerry Springer passed away. I don't want to say anything bad about somebody who's passed away, but... Uh Jerry Springer was seventy nine years old, and uh, uh, you know I remember some of the great uh, shows and the uh, the things that he added to the 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 discussion. Uh, You know, uh, uh, there was the "I Married a Horse" segment that was that was powerful. Uh, Then there was the uh, the person who cut off his own penis with garden shears, and let's not forget midgets of the KKK. All of those wonderful contributions to our culture that have certainly gotten better since Jerry Springer did his glorious television show. So there is that. Uh, here's a little bit more from uh, from Tucker Carlson with regard to uh, good and evil. This is what he said during the speech in uh, the Heritage Foundation over the week that some are saying was the end of his career. I, it happened before that. Um, I, I, I'll just go ahead and say January the 6th was the end of it for him when they told him he couldn't share the rest of the video from the January the 6th uh, inside the Capitol um they made it go away chuck schumer said rupert murdoch get rid of it he had to get rid of it tuesday hasn't said anything about it since and i believe that show on tuesday was a middle finger to rupert murdoch the sign off or the monologue from his show on friday was what i would consider to be uh i'm sure a a, i thought that he one of the things that a network will do is they'll claim insubordination and uh, he used Fox as a, uh, uh, an example and then said, but, but Fox wouldn't do that. Well, it, he meant it. Then he did this speech at Heritage Foundation where he, you know, shared his thoughts about truth and God and good and evil and all that. So it wasn't this speech. I think that you know the decision was done friday obviously and then uh, tucker carlson basically told them screw you uh, following the january the sixth expose here is uh, tucker carlson and the heritage foundation
3: because the story of the last decade is the collapse of leadership not of the population the people remain noble and decent so far as i can tell i still live here i'm never leaving we have good people we have terrible people in charge and not just of our government but of the institution's that i grew up in the episcopal church my high school you know i could just go on and on and on they're all run by weak people and you know it's the same in marriage you know weak husband causes angry wife weak leaders cause an angry country that's uh-huh. true yeah but and to th- see someone who's not a weak leader at the helm of heritage just thrilled me
2: yeah well uh, but of course uh, the new york times said this morning that it's okay to have a weak president With regard to Joe Biden, it's okay for us to have a weak and infirm president. They said that this morning. Uh, One more cut from Tucker. And in this case, there is no thread that I
3: can find that connects all of the people who've popped up in my life to be that lone, brave person in the crowd who says, no, thank you. You could not have known who these people are. They don't fit a common profile. Some are people like me. Some of them don't look like me at all. Some of them are people i despised on political grounds just a few years ago i could name their names but you may not even know about their transformations and i don't want to wreck your dinner by telling you who they are russell brand bill maher but there's in one case someone who i made <laughs> fun of on television and certainly in my private life in vulgar ways who was really the embodiment of everything i found repulsive who in the middle of covid decided no i'm not going along with this and once you say one true thing and yes. stick with it all kinds of other true things Occur to you. Oh, yes. Yeah. The truth is contagious. Lying is, but the truth is as well. And the second you decide to tell the truth about something, you are filled with this. I don't want to get supernatural on you. Yeah. But you are filled with this power from somewhere else. Try it. Tell the truth about something. You feel it every day. The more you tell the truth, the stronger you become.
2: Yeah, yeah. And the stronger the opposition to you, Fox News. Now, coming up. We're going to talk to uh, Devin Nunes. He, uh, of course, he used to be a congressman, uh, also is uh, the head of Truth Social, one of the most astute people I know with regard to uh, knowledge of uh, of issues of freedom of speech and whatnot. We'll get his thoughts on uh, Tucker's departure, on Joe Biden, uh, his uh, run for presidency, which is already doing a face plant. So uh, that's coming up. Ernest, you hold on. Guys, we'll try to get to as many phone calls as possible. This is the Rob Carson Show.
1: Time to put Nancy, Joe, Chuck, Bernie, and Mitch in a retirement home. Rest well and rest easy. You deserve it. It's The Rob Carson Show.
2: Well, that doesn't sound like an EV, does it? <laughs> I could not think of a better way to introduce Devin Nunes, former congressman, Intel chair, uh, the CEO of Truth Social, and he joins us on the uh, Newsmax hotline. How have you been, sir?
5: Rob, I'm doing well. It's great to be with you again.
2: I got to tell you, I want to read a headline to you this morning. This is from Breitbart. Uh, New York Times columnist downplayed Democrats' concerns over Joe Biden's declining health Wednesday as he announced his reelection. Listen to the quote. Are you ready for this? Uh, This is according to David Leon Hart, wrote in a newsletter yesterday, Strange as it may sound, the American government can function without a healthy president. (laughs) <laughs> I think that's the ultimate uh, uh, attempt to make everybody believe the emperor is not naked. Uh, what do you think?
5: They're grasping at straws here because yeah. they know they propped up Biden you know, just to run. Remember how we ended up with Biden? It was because the Obama team put in nearly $100 million to elect Kamala Harris. And she couldn't even make it to the Iowa primary. She had to drop out because she was in last place, even after spending all that money. (laughs) So then they had to go resuscitate Biden, bring him back to life in order to install Kamala Harris as vice president. But she's continued to flounder. So I, I, I believe their thought their strategy was that she would get in the job. She would do well. And then Biden would serve one term and then she would run. But you know, Probably the only one more unpopular than Biden would be Kamala Harris. So they have themselves a political problem where Biden effectively or essentially has to run because they have no one else.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to be able to make it. I don't think he'll be the candidate. Uh, I think if it's not the health issues, the mental issues, I think it's going to be the legal issues with regard to this, uh, uh, these banking transactions and whatnot. Um, And I do believe, I believe, and I'd love to hear your thoughts, I believe the Democrat Party is looking for an out. I don't think they know what they want to do. Maybe they are laughing. You know, you mentioned grasping at straws. Yeah, at this point, I think they are. But I I don't see how it's possible this man can be a candidate, no matter how much you, uh, you know, tape, video, uh, recordings of him announcing his presidency and whatnot. I don't see how it's possible, Devin. How is it possible?
5: I I agree with that. I've actually long said that, that I I just, it's hard for me to believe that he's ultimately going to be the candidate. And don't forget that there could just be some kind of, black swan event to use that term probably overused term but uh, you know what's the chances that that something's not going to happen to him health-wise i just think that has to be pretty high on the list just looking at how quickly he's deteriorating yeah however talk- i do think there's a there's a divide though rob and mm-hmm. the in that you know you mentioned that that, you know, maybe Biden, you know, something's going to happen to Hunter Biden, that DOJ might do something. I just, I don't believe that. I don't believe that will happen, because I think DOJ is hopelessly corrupt. I mean, Hunter Biden should have been, you know, indicted long, long ago, many, many years ago, and he wasn't. So, you know, I think part of the Biden family calculation is is they desperately need him to run so that no charges are brought, and the uh, the time limits, uh, on, you know, constraints on filing charges against them would expire. So I think that's well, the Biden family, and I think you have a disagreement probably. You saw Susan Rice leave, which is an Obama person.
2: Yeah, I, I want to hear what you think about that.
5: Yeah, I, I think the Obama people are are desperately trying to figure out their plan ahead. Um, so you've got kind of an internal feud between the Biden family and Team Obama that probably doesn't want him to run. You know, that, the whole Susan Rice thing was kind of lost on the day of the long knives with Susan Rice leaving, then Tucker, then Don Lamont.
2: Well, so, yeah, I, I thought
5: the so major uh, move.
2: My, my original thought was she's jumping from the SS Titanic. She's one of the rats scurrying off the ship. I heard Peter Navarro say oh no they might consider her as vice president then as the campaign goes uh, Joe Biden will bow out gracefully. She becomes the candidate which many people have said uh, I don't know at this point I mean uh, political pundits are about as uh, a spot on as far as accuracy as a sports broadcaster or a weathercaster. Uh, we, we honestly don't know um, particularly with regard to the Democrat party because nothing they do makes any sense uh, what do you think about her departure? What, why did she leave? Was she jumping from the ship, or were they looking for an opportunity to possibly make her VP candidate? And I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. Yeah,
5: I, I think that she's she's not necessarily jumping from the ship. What she's doing is is that Team Obama needs her on the outside to figure out the politics of who they're going to Engage in in trying to figure out who's going to replace Biden up, the, up top of the ticket. I don't think it would be her. I really don't. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, I um, don't think she has the popularity. I don't think she has the draw. Um, let no, me ask or I the think, per, or the personality. And she's got a lot of baggage, uh, being and whatnot. She's got a lot of baggage. Yeah, I, uh,
5: I think what you have to look uh, at is you really have to look at the Gavin Newsom. I think he's been you know he's been running a shadow campaign, as you're well aware um now for for a couple years so you know i think he's now it's hard for me to believe as somebody who's from california that somebody like that he would he's managed to run california into the ground you know take the most populated state in the union uh with the best you know piece of property on the planet you know the whole state of california with the best weather and and you know and inherited something that was beautiful and has managed to take it to where California is losing population, Rob. At the same time, you've got, what, two, three, four, five million people coming across the border. It's so bad that even those illegals that are coming across the border don't want to move to California. (laughs)
2: <laughs> now, let me ask you, we got to talk about Tucker Carlson. Um, I believe that uh, Tucker Carlson has been a craw of, in the throat of uh, Rupert Murdoch. He's telling the truth about everything from uh, the war in uh, Ukraine to the southern border to uh, transgenderism to I can go on and on and on. Most recently, the January the 6th tapes that he promised and he played and he delivered on Monday, March the 6th. Uh, then Chuck Schumer said, uh, Rupert Murdoch, take down this story, and they dutifully did so. Tuesday, the following day, Tucker Carlson delivered what I consider to be a nonsensical show, leading with a story about transgenderism that had no uh, business being the lead story. Uh, I thought it was his middle finger, and then I uh, t- to Rupert Murdoch, and then on Friday, this week's monologue, I remember listening to it. He was breathless. He was using Fox as, a, as an example, and then saying, I'm not talking about Fox, though. Then he delivered the speech at Heritage. I think the had already been made on Friday why do you think he's gone and what does this mean for uh, freedom of speech in America well
5: I'd look at it this way if this is not seven years ago this is not when um, you know Fox got rid of I'm trying to think of the names Roger Ailes Roger Ailes and, it, Bill yeah. Fox and Bill O'Reilly and Bill O'Reilly you know, since then, you've got companies like True Social and Rumble that have, created, that have opened the Internet back up to where people have so many more options now, and people are, are going to those options. So think about podcasts. You know, back, back in the day, it was just Fox News and, and a few radio stations, um, you know, the Rush Limbaugh's and Mark Levin, Sean Hannity. And after that, it was kind of hard for people to break into the market. Yes. And podcasts slowly started taking off. Well now podcasts have turned into video casts, simulcasts. Oh yeah. And you've got people you know, you've got people like like say Steven Crowder, Ladder with Crowder on Rumble, uh, who gets I don't know, he's gets close to two million viewers per day. Wow. For episodes. <laughs> um, wow. you take yeah, you take Bon Dan Bongino, who just also left Fox last, last week you know he's getting you know close to you know a million viewers per episode and that doesn't you know that doesn't count you know all the the audio podcast listens so the it's kind of the wild west out there right now with for the way that people receive their information and Fox just doesn't have a monopoly on that market anymore and that's what's so shocking about this move yeah. now the- they, they that I think all of us are just kind of shocked at at the, the, the business side of this. It just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense
2: well I think they're uh, uh, you know I don't have to do a radio uh, show in a single radio studio anymore I have a glorious TV facility that I learned how to broadcast live uh, on my desktop before everybody else did in 2016 uh, it is amazing it's a it's a wonderful thing for freedom of expression you also you you were instrumental in creating truth social which was the the uh, uh, the response to the massive uh, censorship on of social media we now know the federal government was actively involved in doing that now that you've heard uh, the twitter files now that you've seen this lawsuit brought brought by two state ags now one senator uh, against big social media with regard to government big tech collusion uh, i, I want to know your state of mind as the head of an alternative that came about because of censorship what are your thoughts now
5: well look it, you know, a year ago uh, when we set out to do this, you know, I left Congress. I always tell people I didn't need a new job and President Trump didn't need a new company. Uh, but we had to get the Internet open. It was the most important issue at the highest level is, is our ability to communicate with one another. And what the tech tyrants had done is they had effectively cut off that ability to communicate. I mean, so much so you had many people, including President Trump himself, that were booted off every social media platform. So... I mean, talk about taking people's voice away. You couldn't even hear from the former president of the United States. And so it had to be done. It's why I left Congress. And many people thought that, oh, you know, they'll never be able to do it without Amazon Web Services or people from Oracle or Microsoft or, you know, you name the big tech company. And, you know, look, we've done it. And we've done it. And we've opened up the Internet. And here we are. We're standing in the breach. You know, I always say that true social and rumble – are the two companies standing together in the breach, protecting people's right to the Internet, which ultimately protects their right to free speech.
2: Let me ask you this, and, Devin Nunes. De- Devin Nunes, what happened to Parler? They, they yeah, bought well, Parler. Somebody bought I want to know who this person is, where he got all the money, and then immediately to put up on the page where Parler followers were to say that a conservative alternative was never an effective business model. Shut up. What happened and what's going on?
5: Well, that was that was actually one of the reasons why I left to do this job. I was one of the first to go on Parlor in 2020. And when I was still an, a member of Congress. Yeah. And I still say the worst day in modern American history, you know, probably since 9/11 2001 was when you had some two dozen American companies team up to destroy Parlor. And what happened after that point is, you know, Parlor tried to get back up and going and they they just never were able to get get back up and going. So I don't know, you know, exactly what happened there, Rob. But you know, it's just a sad, you know, sad part of history. And look, I, I kind of view, you know, True Social. I mean, we're there to support everyone, but I think it made it hard for any of these other platforms with True Social starting. You know, in terms of the the parlors of the world, you know, it just look we take up all the oxygen in the room because we have. The most censored man on the planet, Donald Trump, you know, his company, he created it. So it, it makes it a great alternative with a lot, you know, with millions of people on the platform. And I think it was just hard for Parler to ever put that kind of genie back in the bottle and recreate what had been created in 2020 before they were destroyed in uh, early 2021.
2: Devin Nunes, can you hold through the break? I I really want to pick your brain about Donald Trump as the presidential candidate uh, and the movement that is happening in the country. Uh, Can you hold on for just through the break? Do you have time? Sure. Glorious, glorious. Uh Let's take a break. More with Devin Nunes coming up. This is the Rob Carson Show
1: cities they told us to hate america as founded well we're not only saying no we're saying hell no it's the rom carson show
2: Former Intel chair, congressman, CEO of True Social, Devin Nunes, joins us on the phone. Real quick, Mike Morrell, Tony Blinken, 51 Intel agents signing, saying that even though the FBI knew uh, the uh, the Hunter Biden laptop was real, they said it was Russian disinformation or had all the hallmarks. Where does this go, uh, Devin Nunes? Well,
5: it's funny you mention that, Rob. I actually just posted, somebody sent me an email. Uh, a hearing, official intelligence committee hearing, back during the Benghazi fiasco, yes, and where I questioned Morrell, and I just posted it to Rumble. I'm going to put it up on Truth uh, right after this show, uh, where you can tell that Morell was not only involved in Benghazi, he then got involved in the Russia hoax in 2016, and then coordinated this, this letter on behalf of Blinken. So I've been saying for a long time that these 51 people should be nowhere near a government job. And, but furthermore, they should never be allowed anywhere near a, a role where they, where they need a clearance. And that's uh, something I think is locked on people, that these people all have clearances, that top-level security clearances, that essentially played politics with those security clearances.
2: And they also, yeah. they also impacted elections, two elections. That's they that. impacted two elections. This was electioneering. This was election fixing. Uh, anybody who says that the 2020 election was perfectly fine, uh, I know why the government media complex, why big social media said that you couldn't say anything about Russia collusion. You couldn't say anything about uh, the Hunter Biden laptop. You couldn't question anything about the 2020 election. We've been lied to and strung along by all of this. I hope some people end up getting indicted going to jail for this, Devin Nunes, to be quite honest.
5: Well, look, I, I don't think you're going to see that. Um, you know, Maybe not this year. Yeah, because we have a Department of Justice that's hopelessly compromised at this point. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you can say it any other way. Yeah. Let okay. me ask you about... We have... Go ahead. Go ahead, Rob. Sorry. No, no. finish your thought. I was just going to say that that you have Morrell, who was involved don't forget Benghazi that fiasco was before the 2012 election that he remember he changed the talking points and then he was involved in the Russia hoax of 16 that as you correctly point out it Trump was able to get through and win 16 because the accusations were so preposterous at the time but then they weaponized the Department of Justice and had you know the Mueller witch hunt and all that that went on through 17 and 18 You know, it really hurt us. That Russia hoax did hurt us. It didn't hurt us in 16, but it hurt us in 18, and it hurt us again in 2020. Yeah, and then of course in the, you know, it was still not not only just the Hunter Biden laptop, but also the Russia hoax, where you still had over half of America thought that Trump and Republicans had something to do with Russia. I mean, hell, I still get accused of that to this very day, as if I'm some type of, you know, Putin uh, guy when. You know, the reality was I was one of the few that actually was. Critical of Putin back in it was all nonsense. It was all nonsense.
2: There was no there was no compelling reason for Russia to want Donald Trump to be the president in 2016 because Hillary Clinton had already been bought and paid for. I mean, honestly, I I have never been afraid to say the truth about that about the 2020 election. Uh, I have never been one to say that. Oh, you say it's misinformation or disinformation? Well, I'll shut up. Nonsense. Nothing has ever been. No opinion has never ever been misinformation or disinformation. That's bullcrap. I've said it from the the very beginning i've never been afraid to say it let me ask you this uh president trump i believe is his has become more than a candidate and more uh, more a movement than anything i got about 45 seconds Uh, i think he's transcended politics with the the people going after him what are your thoughts on donald trump 2024 right now
5: well there's no question it's the largest political movement in modern american history Um, I mean, you see it all over the country. If you go, you know, anywhere outside of a big city uh, and you're going to see Trump 2024 flags and those flags have been flying since 2021. And if you take that movement on top of the attacks, the corruption, where you've got not only Department of Justice, but but other states that are bringing these crazy charges against them, like the latest one in Manhattan. I think people hopefully will wake up, they'll open their eyes, and they will rebel
2: against this. We got to go. We got to go, Devin Nunes. I apologize. We're up a heartbreak. Make sure to get on Truth Social, I Am Every Day. I hope you know that I tag you on almost everything, Devin. You've probably seen it. <laughs> but I wish you the best. Trump 24 and Truth Social. God bless you. Have a glorious day, and thanks for joining me.
5: My pleasure, Rob. Thank you. All
2: right, it's a Rob Carson
0: Show. Uh, hmm.
1: this is the Rob Carson Show.
2: It is the Rob Carson Show. This is the last hour of the Rob Carson Show. Kim Klasick ran for Congress. She's gonna join us at the bottom of the hour. She's got a talk show. She's gonna be a major player in politics. Oh, by the way, after uh, Tucker Carlson being fired unceremoniously from Fox Newsmax, total audience ratings have gone up 187%. Uh, that's unheard of. I don't care what uh, media organization you uh, belong to. 187% increase in total audience is earth-shattering unbelievable Uh, the number of women who view Newsmax 216 percent and adults over the age of 35 uh, 195 percent all going to Newsmax because uh, Newsmax anchors we don't uh, pivot you know we don't pivot this is Jim Gossett featuring uh, Tucker Carlson
6: my name's Tucker Carlson and you gotta know I am going elsewhere and get a new show. To my former colleagues, I have a tip. What is it? Jump that sinking ship. Cause stupid to fire me. (laughs) Worst move in history. Fox News is headed in the tank. Toilet tank. It's money in the bank. (laughs) Tucker, what's number one? What I always won. Fox News You're gonna pay real soon Oh, they are right now I have now. two yeah. words for Rupert Murdoch And they are not Thank you Look what Fox has become Left wing and really dumb Paul Ryan doesn't have a clue The Murdoch brothers do <laughs> Stupid, <laughs> that is Fox News
2: yeah, so uh, they lost a billion dollars following the news, I guess, on Tuesday. Essentially lost about a billion dollars in value. And then Tucker's ratings are one half what they used to be, uh, dropping from 3.2 to 1.7 million on Tuesday. Meanwhile, did I mention the Newsmax is up 187%? I just thought I'd throw that in there because it's kind of important. And if you would like to, uh, you know, ask, uh, do you want Tucker back on cable? What you can do is you can take our poll, text the word PICK, P-I-C-K, to 39747, okay? 39747, the word PICK, 39747. Do that right away. We'll be posting results. And, you know, we want to know. What do you think? I don't know what's going on at uh, Newsmax Corporate. I don't know if they want to hire Tucker Carlson. Hell, yeah, I'd love to work with Tucker Carlson. But who knows? Uh, But if you, uh, you know, you want to send a powerful message, just kind of give, uh, give an idea. If you'd like to see Tucker back on, PICK. To three nine seven four seven. Okay, um, I had mentioned earlier. I'm going to get to this border. Uh, this this the most evil thing I've ever heard with regard to our federal government. And, and honestly. Uh, I'll get to it in a second. I do want to mention, this is uh, Glenn Beck talking about when he worked with Rupert Murdoch. And I had said uh, about the last few months that we've transcended uh, debate between uh, Democrat and Republican, conservative, liberal to now good and evil. That's what we're facing, good and evil. Uh, Joe Biden's campaign announcement uh, featured transgenderism, (laughs) featured nonsense and open border. It didn't talk about any things that are afflicting American people. It didn't talk about anything. It just said, I want to finish the job. And all told, when you look at the country, the only thing that he's finishing is uh, destroying America. So, uh, back to the good and evil thing. I want you to listen to this, because I've never had a consultant or a boss at Newsmax say something like this to me. I want you to listen to Glenn Beck, one of the reasons why he left.
7: Rupert's son, Rupert Murdoch's son, uh, is the one that made the decision to fire Carlson along with Suzanne Scott. This is this is something that bothers Rupert deeply, deeply Religion. bothers him. God. Uh, I was told not to use the word God on the air anymore. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Um, okay. And they're like, uh, you know, you got to stop using it. And three months go by and he comes back and he says, do you know how many times did you? Do you not remember when I said... Don't wow. talk about God all the time. And I said, yes. And he said, um, do you know how many times you've said God on the air since that? <laughs> I looked at him, and I kind of laughed, and I said, you counted? <laughs> and he said, I can't remember the number, but it was like 91 times. <laughs> I'm like, huh. Now stop it.
2: Wow. That is uh, quite simply amazing. Quite simply very amazing. This is uh, Russell Brand, who by the way was a dyed in the wool liberal. I remember watching him years ago. He like uh, hosted the MTV Music Awards. He was a radical leftist, radical anti-Bush, radical leftist. Here he is talking about uh, what's going on with the news media.
4: You know that the mainstream media is owned by certain corporate interests. You know that it gets all of its revenue from like the pharmaceutical industry. You know that they're tied up with the military industrial complex and you know that they support the state with only partisan distinctions between this party or that party defining their output. They do not serve in your awakening. They do not serve your empowerment. Where Tucker Carlson goes next... They don't will inform us a great deal about our political landscape. If he joins an independent news organisation, that's going to be fascinating. It will demonstrate where the power is moving and it will show us why authoritarian, centralised systems of power are doubling down on trying to censor, control, surveil, prohibit, smear, destroy any alternative voices because they recognise that now we can all communicate instantaneously and challenge any narratives that they put forward.
2: Now Russell Brand is making more money now and reaching more people than he ever dreamed of as a movie actor. Right now I'm sitting in a studio Behind me is a 75-inch big screen that cost me $750. I've got a $150 webcam. I've got a broadcast board over here and processing and a microphone. And I build it all myself. And I do a nationally syndicated radio ho- show and a TV show right here. As far as going to Fox, as far as going to ABC, CBS, NBC, uh, we as personalities don't need to do that. We don't need to do it anymore. And that's why Fox is uh, reading the writing on the wall. That's why you need to make Fox Bud Light. One other thing before I go to the southern border. This is something that got uh, some, I've been seeing it online, but I want to play it today because it really popped. This is uh, a, 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 a G. Edward Griffin in the early 1950s talking about the goals of the Communist Party. Listen carefully
6: in 1943 the following directive was issued from party headquarters to all communists in the united states it read when certain obstructionists become too irritating label them after suitable build-ups as fascist or nazi or anti-semitic and use the prestige of anti-fascist and
2: like mega fascists in front of independence hall tolerance organizations to discredit them
6: in the public mind Constantly associate those who oppose us with those names which already have a bad smell. Uh The association will, after enough repetition, become fact in the public mind.
2: Yeah, you know, like uh, white supremacists and uh, MAGA fascists and all of this. None of this is new. It shouldn't surprise any of you. Uh, It's been very clear to me when they brought up the the word disinformation. I did a little research and I said, "Huh, that's kind of weird. Because, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's what Stalin used. He created a Department of Disinformatia in 1923. We've been through this before. We're witnessing the Maoist Cultural Revolution. It succeeded in, uh, in China, but it's not succeeding here. Fortunately, we hopefully have nipped it in the bud. Nipped it in the bud. Let's go to uh, Lucy in Bel Air, Maryland. Hello, Lucy. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today?
8: Hi. I think that Susan Rice will not run for president. She's a good friend of Michelle Obama, and I think that's who they're going to push at the very last minute, and how wonderful it'll be, oh, let's do a woman, and she's of African descent, and it'll be so exciting to their base that I, every time I tell my friends in different conversations that this might happen, every time I say it, they say, oh, and Michelle would win. And they're considering that the opposite would be, of course, Trump, and they think Michelle Obama could win against Trump because she hasn't done anything, so they can't
9: criticize her in any way.
2: Well, uh, Lucy, um, I don't believe she'll be the president because they've been wrong about everything. So, (laughs) there you go. Okay, I mean, honestly. Oh, yeah, oh, Michelle Obama, my God, she's a game changer. Oh, bullcrap. Dear God in heaven, what the hell has she done in her life? She never had a real job. She got out of college. Bullcrap. That ain't going (laughs) to happen. It's not going to happen. They've screwed up everything. They've been wrong about everything. They're going to be wrong about Michelle Obama being the president. Dear God. I do appreciate your phone call. Uh, And listen, there's nothing, nothing out of the realm of possibility. It's just a whether, whether or not it's reality, and I don't believe it is, Lucy. But I appreciate your uh, phone call today. Certainly, certainly, certainly. Tara Lee Rodas um, is a uh, an HHS whistleblower, and she appeared before Congress yesterday to talk about human trafficking. Now, for those of you who uh, think that it's perfectly fine, bring people across our border. We're the great American melting pad and all this. Uh, you know what? No, there's a way to do it, and the way they're, they're doing it now is an is a uh, an invasion of our country and a legal invasion of our country it is a breach of our sovereign border it is a uh, abandonment of the guarantees in the constitution to our sovereignty it is illegal and people are going to have to go to jail but here's the sinister and i've been looking at this story like for instance iowa senate on tuesday approved a bill to allow children age 14 to work night shifts and those under 15 and older to work on assembly lines well, they did the same thing in minnesota too in georgia why would they do that why would they do that i want you to listen to tara lee wrote us yesterday this is shocking
9: today children will work overnight shifts at slaughterhouses factories restaurants to pay their debts to smugglers and traffickers today children will be sold for sex today Children will call a hotline to report they are being abused, neglected, and trafficked. And we don't know if they're going to get the help they need. For nearly a decade, unaccompanied children have been suffering in the shadows. And I have to confess, I knew nothing about their suffering until 2021 when I volunteered to help the Biden administration with the crisis at the southern border.
2: Yeah, so she decided to help the Biden administration. And then she realized what was really happening. The soundbite that i'm going to play right now i labeled as the worst thing i've ever heard from our federal government listen carefully
9: i was deployed to the pomona fairplex emergency intake site in california to help hhs office of refugee resettlement reunite children with sponsors in the united states i thought i was going to help place children in loving homes instead I discovered that children are being trafficked through a sophisticated network that begins with recruiting in home country, smuggling to the U.S. border, and ends when O.R.R. delivers a child to a sponsor. Some sponsors are criminals and traffickers and members of transnational criminal organizations. Some sponsors view children as commodities and assets to be used for earning income.
2: Good versus evil. Good versus evil. Our federal government is delivering children to evil. Our federal government either doesn't care or is completely down with delivering children from across the border to the hands of those who would enslave them. 800 This is the Rob Carson Show.
1: They shut down your kid's school. They forced them to wear masks. They taught them CRT and radical transgender nonsense. Now
8: Mama Bear and Papa Bear are pissed. It's the
2: Rob Carson Show. I mentioned that uh, Tara Lee Rodas uh, works for the DHS. She's a whistleblower, and uh, she'd been there for a very long time. She started work on the Southern border when Joe Biden took office and realized how evil some of the things that are happening, uh, whether it be unwittingly or purposefully. Uh, and here she is. Now, what you think about this? Because uh, I've been a big fan uh, and big uh, advocate for fostering and adopting of children over the years. You know that I was adopted. You also know maybe that I was the product of a rape. Uh, and uh, nothing makes me sicker than when I hear stories about children who are in the uh, fostering system that get delivered to abusive households. There's no excuse for it at all. But this is much worse. This is, and you wonder where those unaccompanied minors are going? Are they just going to wait in the United States for mommy and daddy? No, they never see them. And the government doesn't vet the households where they go. They deliver them to the cartels to pay off their debt. Listen.
9: Not the the history is about four to 6% of homes are ever seen. So we're talking about taking a child.
7: We've oh got pet shelters offer more vetting than that.
9: Yes, exactly.
7: And, and what kind of follow up is done uh, well, to, to assure the, the welfare of the child?
9: A phone call that we don't know who's answered, you know, who's answered, who's answering the call. We cannot verify.
7: So first of all, when we do make contact, we don't know if we're actually talking to the so-called sponsor. Exactly. And for 85,000 of them, they're not even answering. They've just completely fallen off the radar.
9: Yes, Chairman. Yes.
7: Uh, Ms. Rose, it's been reported that the cartels charge thousands of dollars to traffic these children. How are these debts repaid?
9: How many debts actually get repaid? No, no, how
7: are the debts repaid? How are they repay?
9: By by working and sometimes in slave labor. There was an example uh, when Project Veritas went and knocked on doors in some of the hot spots that I gave them. A sixteen year old girl said she's being pimped by her sponsor who claims to be her aunt. But the little girl says, I don't know, I've never met her.
7: Ms. Rodriguez, so- you, you, you heard similar stories in Texas, is that correct?
9: Yes. yes, sir, that is correct. With the, um, a lot of the, especially the younger children that I've personally met along the border, um, again, they're, they're come with these small little pieces of paper with handwritten numbers on it. And they deliver
2: them to the cartels to work off their debt. I swear to God in heaven. Such an assault on children in this country, and particularly these kids who are illegal. Here's more from Tara Lee wrote us about, uh, Uh, the southern border and what's happening
9: now whether it's intentional or not it could be argued that the United States government has become the middleman in a large scale multi-billion dollar child trafficking operation
2: unbelievable what about children who can't speak Spanish what about children who cannot be understood at all
9: so I want to tell you some of what I witnessed personally at the Pomona Fairplex I saw vulnerable indigenous children from Guatemala who speak Mayan dialects and cannot speak Spanish. That means they cannot ask for help in English, they cannot help for, ask for help in Spanish, they become captives of their sponsors. I have sat with case managers as they've cried to tell me the horror of what has happened to children as they make the journey to this country.
2: A country and a government that allows this is evil. All right, not not the United States of America, but the people in charge. There is a substantial evil there. A government that would say okay to the s- sexualization of children in elementary school. A government that would say, oh yeah, the the cure for your problems is changing gender and going on puberty blockers. That's evil. It's evil. It's not Democrat or Republican it's evil. Here is Representative James uh, Lankford talking about the HHS delivering children into slavery.
7: But right now HHS, uh, when they get these unaccompanied children, they're delivering them to a sponsor. Most of those sponsors are not legally present in the country. And those kids are having to pay off their fee to the smugglers that brought them across the border uh, by working things off in all these different places. They're literally working for the cartels here in the United States. And uh, the United States is actually delivering Delivering them to that last spot.
2: I gotta tell you, I mean, have you ever heard? I'm, I'm, I'm floored. I'm floored. I've said we're going to have to have a convention of states. We're going to have to have a convention of states. And that is uh, 34 states getting together and saying we need to downsize this federal government. We need to investigate it. We need to downsize it. We need to get rid of redundancy with regard to state and federal agencies. And by God in heaven, we need to cut the head off of this vile, vile, despicable serpent that is the federal government. I know many of you are employed by the federal government and I know most people in the federal government are great but the people at the top of the FBI and the DHS and the HHS and the CDC they're all rotten to the bloody core good versus evil it's coming out we have reached a, uh, a point a turning point and it's going to result in good coming up Kim Klasik ran for Congress is a major influencer we'll talk to her next in the
1: 60s we had LBJ now we have FJB it's the Rob Carson Show
2: before we introduce our next guest Kim Klasick I want to play something that I think she will uh, she will appreciate because uh, apparently Maybelline has not learned from Bud Light and they've hired Dylan Mulvaney a person who has been supposedly a woman for one year to uh, promote their products this is brand new from Jim Gossett Oh Maybelline, please say it ain't you.
6: Oh Maybelline, your brand is so screwed. Like but like you had a tranny too. (laughs) <laughs> I saw Maybelline hired a guy Made up like a woman Hey, nice try Dylan Mulvaney gonna hurt the brand The marketing team ought to be canned Did they learn nothing from Bud Light? Uh-huh. Bankruptcy is clear inside Maybelline Big troubles you got Gotta buy advertising on Fox Oh, Maybelline <laughs> Another boycott <laughs> uh, This bonehead move will cost you a lot Why did you go woke? Oh, Maybelline, you're gonna go broke. Dealing as a woman is a...
2: Total joke. Yeah, unbelievable. And, and honestly, it's an insult to uh, to women, including great women like Kimberly Clasick, American businesswoman, political candidate, also Republican nominee for Maryland's 7th Congressional District, and I might also add, talk show host on uh, WCBM, very uh, starting very soon, will be the lead-in to this show right here, and she's on the Newsmax Hotline. Hello, Kimberly, how are you, or Kim? How are you? Oh. Rob, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm, uh, I'm excellent. I want to ask you first and foremost about uh, uh, Dylan Mulvaney now being a spokesperson for Maybelline. Uh, he was uh, also a, a spokesperson for Bud Light and and is uh, kind of a mockery of women. What, what are your thoughts of, uh, of women being replaced not only as spokespeople but also as women of the year and also athletes? I mean, it just makes no
8: sense whatsoever. I mean, obviously we have enough women to fill these spots. But right now, it seems the Dylan Mulvaney's of the world, they're the new minority, and we know how liberals love their minorities. So they're going to pick up, you know, someone that's been a, a woman for one year. Meanwhile, Rob, I've been a woman for 41 years, and I haven't gotten any sponsorship. <laughs> So I'm really upset
2: about all of this. <laughs> well, I think you'd look a lot better in uh, Maybelline products than Dylan Mulvaney. I'll, I'll just tell you uh, that right now. Now, Kim, um, you ran for office. Uh, you uh, uh, are from Maryland, and uh, since you ran for office, and and I. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about you know electoral fairness in uh, in the state of Maryland it's questionable particularly in Baltimore but uh, it looks like Baltimore has descended further into the pits of hell they have a new mayor we we actually we have uh, Brandon Johnson before Brandon Johnson in uh, in Baltimore and uh, and things are not good Brandon Scott I, I said Johnson um, w- tell me what what's happened in in Baltimore in Maryland since you ran for office and uh, and where do you see the state going from here?
8: I mean, it's really sad. And, you know, of course, I, I, I'm not happy at all. Uh, you know, when, in one way, I'm like thinking, OK, maybe voters will wake up and understand that they got to vote differently, but they never seem to do, which is always heartbreaking. But I'm hoping that people will see and understand what's going on. You know, in the last 12 hours, we had 12 people shot in Baltimore City, and that's the last 12 hours. And so now the police are speaking out, saying they're struggling to keep up because they're down so many officers on patrol. They can't even get to all of the crime teams. They don't have enough detectives. I mean, it's really a crisis. And meanwhile, you have Governor Westmore touting his first 100 days, saying that he's done such a, a fantastic job. But he hasn't really mentioned the crime and violence that's going on, not just in Baltimore, but in t- across the entire state. You know, Prince George County, they've seen an uptick. Charles County has seen an uptick. But he's not talking about any of those things. And so it's really sad. Uh, it's continuing on a downward spiral. Mayor Brandon Scott, I, I wish that he would just turn the corner. Now that we have a new state's attorney, Ivan Bates, I'm hoping Ivan will rub off on Brandon just a little bit and understand, look, you've got to lock these criminals up. Right. There is evil that exists. There are people that want to harm others. It's not something that you can you know, just say, oh, let's get them some therapy or you know a psychiatrist and we'll fix it all. No, that's not a thing. You know these people; they need to be arrested, and the rehabilitation should, ha- should happen once they're behind bars. I think
2: it's a sad state of affairs that in uh, the city of Baltimore, you've got so many schools who are failing. We just had a study: twenty-three high schools where no children, no no kids were found to be proficient in reading and math. That is so ungodly sickening. You are a woman of color. Uh, this has been heartbreaking to me for my entire broadcast career, the plight of inner city kids, particularly black kids. You've got an abortion rate of 60 70%. You've got a fatherless home rate of 80%. And now in places like Baltimore, kids are facing the prospect of dying, uh, being shot violently, joining a gang, going downtown and squeegeeing windshields for god's sake this is like kids selling chiclets across the border in mexico we become a third world country kim and and are we finally beginning to maybe turn a corner where where leadership is saying you know enough is enough is enough can we stop another generation from being raised this way i'd like to know your thoughts kim what are we beginning to turn the corner uh, and what do you suggest we do
8: Well, I will say this. I'm going to always remain optimistic. Uh, You know, when State Attorney Marilyn Mosby was in office, and I can't believe she served two terms, uh, that was killing me inside. So the fact that they actually voted for someone else in the state's attorney position, I thought, okay, so there are people out there within the city of Baltimore that understand that we've got to prosecute these criminals. They get that part. Now, as far as the education piece, I don't understand why the mayor, uh, you know, Sonya Satulis, the school CEO, and so many others, they, it's, it's like they won't admit that they're doing a horrible job. And so then they talk about they need more funding. They've got the third highest per pupil spending in the country, $21,000 per student annually. I mean, yeah. it makes absolutely so sense. But, you know, I'm hoping, like I said, I'm going to remain optimistic. But I just feel like it's going to be a slow crawl because, again, the, the national uh, narrative, the story is that you should elect people that are of color, you know, that have, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, pronoun that's not like the others. You know, it, it's all about uh, electing people that are different, but not for the reasons in which they should be in office, whether it's their race or their gender. And so if we can just get past that and understand that Baltimore is very unique. You don't have to do what they're doing on the national level. We shouldn't be doing that anyways. But you should be taking a look at your city and what's happening locally and adjusting to what you need in your community.
2: Now, you know and and in uh, Baltimore and in great cities like st. Louis and Chicago uh, they have it within them to change things we can change this we just have to say no to the politics and the nonsense that are happening the greatness is in within us Kim and a lot of people are worried that the country's going to fall and I said no that's not going to happen the greatness is within us the greatness that made this country what it is is within us and I do believe we're we're doing a uh, we're making it a, a turnaround. I I think we've still got some bumps, certainly, but I think we are. I think the the extremism and the radicalism and the nonsense of the left is on display now. All of this has been uncovered, whether that be censorship on big social media and the mainstream media, whether that be not being able to talk about CRT, not being able to talk about this transgender nonsense. Uh, It is being exposed, and when it is seeing the light, and it is, people are rejecting it. And so that's where I'm positive. Kim, let me ask you about Tucker Carlson's departure from Fox. Um, are you a fan of Fox, and what did his departure do to you, and why do you think it happened?
8: Well, you know, it's really disappointing. First and foremost, you know, I've been I've been on Fox, you know, a few times here and there, um, and I, I look at this as it's, it's hurting a lot of different people in different ways, right? Tucker Carlson is someone that everybody wanted to tune into, right? I think he had the hottest show, right? I mean... When you look at the fact that you now see the the ratings are dropping, the stock is dropping. I think there are so many people disappointed with his leaving. I think a lot of it, I mean, we don't really know exactly why he was fired, right? They never made it very clear on why they parted ways. Um, But that also leads to speculation, right? So some people are saying, well, he exposed a lot when it came to January 6th. He exposed a lot when it came to the vaccine and the COVID response. You know, so some people are taking that as, look, he got. They got rid of him, or they didn't want him there, because he was exposing the truth of these matters. And so yeah. when you just cut, keep it up to speculation, I think that makes things even worse, right? I think Fox needs to put out a statement, but it's hurting people. You know, I have friends that work at Fox, like Brian Kilmeade and Gianno Cogwell, and, you know, it's hurting all of those individuals as well. Uh, and I hate to see that for them, but I can understand uh, 100% why people are upset and not wanting to watch. You know, I'm, I'm usually on Newsmax, so... I'm not too heartbroken, but
2: I get it. <laughs> Yeah. Now, I don't know if you saw the uh, numbers today on Newsmax. It, it's very clear that people are just uh, on a hair trigger with regard to freedom of expression and, uh, and censorship. Our ratings on Newsmax went up 187% uh, this, uh, this week, one that it's with women up 216% overall audience, 35 plus 195%. And, uh, and I think that this is a, uh, and this same thing happened by the way, Kim, I don't know if you do this right after the uh, 2020 election, when Brett Baer declared the, uh, the election over Arizona was won by Biden while everybody else was going, wait, 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 Trump is way ahead. What's going on? Uh, literally our, our ratings doubled then. Now it looks like even better uh, now. Uh, why do you suppose people are looking at Newsmax as the alternative?
8: Well, first and foremost, and, and Newsmax deserves all the awards, okay? Because, I mean, think about it. With everything with DirecTV t- taken down, I, I, Newsmax works so hard, and you've got so many great hosts over there that really go beyond to find the stories that many people don't get usually get to hear. And so I I applaud Newsmax and all the work that they do, all the bookers, all the producers, everybody. Um, I think that people are finally realizing that at Fox News, there was obviously an agenda. And, you know, when you have that that agenda where you're pushing a certain narrative, you know, people start to see through it. And really, people want to tune into the news to just get the news, right? I mean, yeah, there are opinion shows, and that's great. There are opinion hosts, but at the same time, you want to get the facts. You want to get the real story. And I think people started to realize that there are a lot of times when you're watching Fox, you're not really sure if you are getting the facts.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, there's a point where common sense uh, is, strikes you and you go, I don't think this is, I'm not being told the whole story. There's a lot of that going on. Now, you are on the WCBM starting a new show. What, what, what can we expect on your show on WCBM? My Anchor Station, thank you very much.
8: Yeah, I'm excited. So, like you mentioned earlier, Monday, May first, is a big launch, 9 a.m. to 12 noon. And our first guest is Chris Papp. You know, he's at Project Baltimore at Fox 45. I know you cover his story as well. I mean, he's doing such a great job exposing what's going on with the Maryland schools and the scandal along with the cover up. He went down there to ask questions. There's more whistleblowers coming forward, so he's going to give us the new the new details. On Monday, apparently, all of this continues to unfold. Uh, Tuesday, we've got Seth Weathers joining us. He started the Coors, I guess it's the ultra right beer. So when everybody was talking about they didn't want to drink Bud Light anymore because of Dylan Mulvaney, which I totally understand. Uh, he developed this beer immediately. It's called Ultra Right. Uh, his his uh, video kind of went viral on Instagram. So Seth will be with us from Georgia uh, on Tuesday, and then new state's attorney Ivan Bates. So join us on Wednesday. Kim, let tell me let's what's going on?
2: let me uh, let me mention this Um, WCBM is a remarkable radio station Uh, it is one of the most remarkable talk stations that I have ever been involved in and uh, if you look at the morning show you've got Sean Casey and Bruce Uh, they do a show that is unfiltered I have no doubt Kim that you are a person who is unbowing with regard to pressure with regard to editorial pressure Uh, there are a lot of people out there who have the same spirit as Tucker Carlson that brought to Fox and I believe you will be bring that to the radio I really do Kim I I can see it in your eyes I can hear it by the way you talk you're the kind of person you're like I'm not going to take this nonsense and I'm going to tell the truth so I wish you the very best on this show it can be a little daunting I mean you're starting radio you know uh, I've been in radio since I was 20 uh, 19 years old you're starting it now and I just I think you're on you're on a great station and I think you have a great attitude and knowledge and I wish you the very best
8: well, I appreciate that, Rob, and we're gonna—I'm gonna try to do my best for sure.
2: All right, you have a glorious day. Where can people find you on social media?
8: Yep, Twitter it's Kim K Baltimore, Instagram, Facebook, Kimberly Klasick, and uh, hopefully you'll join me on Monday and May first.
2: We'll do that. Kim, have a glorious day and a blessed weekend. We'll talk soon. It's the Rob Carson Show.
1: Sleepy Joe. Joe Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake-up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: So if you want to uh, uh, vote whether you'd like to see Tucker Carlson return to cable... Uh, we changed the uh, word to event, E-V-E-N-T, to 39747. That's a Newsmax poll, event to 39747 if you would like to uh, vote. Uh, do you want Tucker back on? I think uh, many of you do, for show, for show. I'm, uh, I'm optimistic, man, I really am. I'm optimistic about everything. I think this is a win for freedom of expression. All of the events that have happened in the last couple of years, all of the, the nonsense, all of the abuses and usurpations by our federal government with regard to freedom of expression or the border or you know the CRT all the nonsense at schools now we know who we're fighting it's all out there the truth shall 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 set you free it really it's it's a glorious time I know you get your you know upset about this stuff but I mean really it is a glorious time for freedom of expression because Literally, guys, like, for instance, I, I post on Truth Social. I troth, post on Getter. I, I occasionally post on Facebook. It's a joke. They shut me down. They've been shutting me down for years. They're a joke, and they know it, too. I get little snarky little things that they do. Uh, for They took off my main Facebook page uh, again this year. I was just talking about Facebook that day. They de-platformed it completely. It's gone just like they did the day after the election in 2020. But the great thing is... Uh, Mark Zuckerberg is losing his ass. Yeah, I love it. And uh, and Fox just lost Tucker, and uh, and Twitter just got bought out by by a great guy, Elon Musk. And I love the fact that the left hates him because it's glorious. I, and you know what's really funny? Even though Elon Musk is in charge of Twitter, I get more left-leaning crap on my news feed than I ever have. And you know what? I'm fine with it. Because if I get a tweet from Barack Obama, I'll either look at it or I'll just say, not interested. I'm not going to not follow him. I follow Keith Olbermann. Why the hell not? I want to know what what he's saying. (laughs) I'll be nice. I'll be nice. I'll be nice. John Solomon is a a brilliant journalist. He's uh, doing uh, brilliant, wonderful work on just the news. And if you're wondering uh, about the difference between Joe Biden and all the documents that he's had in his different uh, uh, homes or the Penn Biden Center, thousands of boxes of documents versus the raid on Mar-a-Lago which is clearly political partisanship. Here is uh, John Solomon talking about the latest developments.
10: And why President Trump had to be raided by the FBI. Today, t- Attorney Tim Parliatore, one of the t- lawyers working on this case, said, here's the, the real story of what happened. First off, President Trump was treated differently than others by the National Archives. They didn't grab his documents and prepare them for the archives. They had the GSA box him up without the president's knowledge and send him to Mar-a-Lago. And there was no process to segregate classified documents from other mementos. So there are boxes where there's a napkin where the president writes something on it. And I he- thought these were
2: Russian secrets, nuclear secrets according to Joe Scarborough.
10: There is a daily schedule, then there's some news clips and oh, then there's a classified document that clearly was just part of his day. Now you wonder
2: how they got the search warrant to raid Mar-a-Lago, first time in history an
10: ex-president's home was raided. Well, they lied to the judge. Then uh, they launch a criminal investigation and the president tells an FBI agent why they're there. You can come back anytime and search voluntarily. I got nothing hide. Yeah. come back anytime you want. According to this letter, the Justice Department never told that to the judge who signed the search warrant. They've never told that to the public. Tonight is the first time we've been told that the president said you can come back and voluntarily consent. I'll consent for you to search here. They didn't take that method. They did that for Joe Biden, right? They searched all of his offices voluntarily without a raid. Uh, Donald Trump got a different treatment. Yeah,
2: the truth is setting us free. Joe Biden will not be the candidate. Donald Trump, Godspeed. Vote for whoever you want to in the Republican primary. But it's been a great week for freedom of speech, and it's not over yet. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Stay positive, guys. Good things are happening in this country. We are going to win. Have a glorious day. Check out the podcast, Newsmax.com slash listen. In the meantime, God bless you. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then.
0: Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy.